0: The second
1: scripture lesson comes from the Gospel of Matthew, and Jesus is teaching his disciples. I invite you to follow along in your pew Bibles. Then Peter came to Jesus and said, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times. Jesus said to him, not seven times, but I tell you, 77 times. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began the reckoning, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. As he could not pay, his lord. be sold together with his wife and children and all his possessions and payment to be made. So the slave fell on his knees before him saying, have patience with me and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the Lord of that slave released him and forgave him that debt. But that same slave went out and came upon one of his fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him by the throat, he says, Pay what you owe. Then his fellow slave fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. But he refused. Then he went and threw him into prison until he would pay the debt. When his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their Lord all that had taken place. Then his Lord summoned him and said to him, You wicked slave, I forgave you all debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his Lord handed him over to be tortured until he would pay the entire debt. So my heavenly Father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. May God's word come to us from this passage. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Help us to receive grace even in difficult passages. Help us to hear that which we need to hear that will heal us and our families and our neighborhoods and our world. Your grace is more than we can imagine. So shower us now with that grace so that we may have open hearts to hear what you would say. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. What a scripture lesson. We used to sit around the television and watch magnificent feats And it usually had something to do with a paper clip, some duct tape, a Swiss Army knife, and dental floss. Now, how did he do that? How did he stop a missile with duct tape? Or fix a radiator leak with an egg? In the 80s and the 90s, we watched Special Agent MacGyver over and over, get himself out of tight spaces and locked rooms with a paperclip and ingenuity. And we always hoped that if we were in that situation, if we were locked in that room, that we would be able to use that paperclip and remember how he did it so that we could set ourselves free. I hope you got a paperclip when you came in. If not, be sure to get that paper clip when you go out. How many times should I forgive my brother or sister? Jesus' answer is always. And in case we didn't get that, Jesus tells us the cautionary tale that basically says we can forgive a person or suffer eternal damnation that we will be thrown into prison if we do not forgive one another. Now these are hard words, especially when Jesus starts out telling us that we always have to forgive, and we've learned of a merciful God, and then we have this parable in which God tortures people who don't forgive. the basic message, forgive or suffer eternal damnation. These are hard words because it's hard to forgive. When someone hurts us, we want to hurt them back. They call us a name, we think about something to call them that's even worse. And if we can't retaliate, we at least hope that they get what they deserve. Now, some sins, easy to forgive. Putting the milk carton back into the refrigerator when there are only a few drops of it, it happens. Failing to change the empty toilet paper roll. Our children, when they scream at us, I hate you. Family life is forgiveness over and over again. But there are other sins beyond that that are really hard. When we are hurt deeply and suffer, forgiveness can be unimaginable. As we have just passed September 11th, speaking about forgiveness of our enemies might be unthinkable. And yet, We are on the brink of war. What does God have to say to us? We should at least listen to Jesus' message. All of this is complicated by the fact that I think we do not even know what forgiveness is. We have many misconceptions about forgiveness. And we often do not know how to do it. When we speak about forgiveness, we have to first put it in the context of God's intentions for humanity. Jesus said, I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. Shalom, peace, wholeness. The kingdom of God, that it may be on earth as it is in heaven, is the goal. This is God's intention. The healing and the wholeness and a world at peace. And forgiveness is one step in that process of reconciliation. It is a step toward the healing of humanity. Now when I went to learn about forgiveness, I went to Bishop Tutu's new book, The Book of Forgiving, to learn. And he reminds us or helps us see that forgiveness is not just letting someone off forgiveness does not subvert justice, nor does it erase accountability. Ray Rice hit his girlfriend so hard, she was knocked out. And he is to be held accountable for his actions. He needs treatment, and his wife needs safety. Then, we can talk about the process of forgiveness. Forgiveness is not forgetting. We so often say forgive and forget. If we do not remember what has happened to us in the past, we will repeat that. We need to be able to make better choices. When we have been hurt, we have to own it. We have to remember what happened. We cannot turn back the clock and pretend that what happened did not happen. That's denial. And it will not lead to peace. Forgiveness is not easy, often. The truth is that forgiveness is a process. And it takes patience. And it takes courage. And it takes time. We need strength to find the truth, the courage to face it, the humility to know that each one of us has the capacity to do terrible things. We need to accept that we are all connected to one another. Given all of this, we go back. (laughs) Why do we forgive? So that God won't condemn us to hell? No. We forgive because if we don't, we will end up in hell. A hell on earth. When we are uncaring, when we lack compassion, when we are unforgiving, we will always pay the price and the whole community along with us because we are all interrelated. So how do we do it? Michael Brown is dead and there's nothing that is going to bring him back to life. Ferguson will have to choose what kind of future they will have. Keeping police violence under wraps did not work. It exploded in anger. Militarism did not work. Coming at people with armored cars and riot gear and tear gas only made it worse. So what will Ferguson do with its pain? What will they do? Will people choose to seek the truth? Will they tell the truth? Will they seek to understand the fear and the pain that exists and the history behind it? Will they have the strength and the humility to see how they are connected? Will they move from pain to write a new story of hope and new life, or will Ferguson remain that city known for the place where a white officer shot a young black man, and there are riots? We have a choice to continue the way of hurt and harm or choose the way of healing. That's the choice. Retaliation or reconciliation? Reconciliation. A cycle of revenge and violence, or a cycle of forgiveness and healing and peace. So, how do we do it? Bishop Tutu gives us four steps. I think this is very helpful. And if you've got the paper clip, I want you to find the paper clip. And notice that there are four pieces, or four parts of that paper clip. It goes up, it turns around, it comes down, it turns around again, and, and again, four parts. This is going to be our MacGyver key. Getting unlocked from pain and bitterness and violence that tortures us. So, first step tell the story. When something happens, when there is a harm committed, when there is a hurt, seek the facts and just tell what happened. I was in the bookstore in Chicago, Institute of Art. I was looking and shopping. I was so engrossed in what I was doing that when a man was there next to me and reached for a book and bumped into me, I didn't even notice. And then when I went to pay for the book, my wallet was gone. Step two, name the feelings. I was so angry what did I want to do to that person <laughs> it was not nice I was worried about how I would get home, how I would pay the hotel bill I no longer had a credit card we own how we feel Because if we don't, we cannot move to putting it away. The third step is actually granting the forgiveness. This is where mercy and compassion enter in. That word forgiveness in Greek has the sense of unbinding of untethering, when we carry around the pain, it is as if that person is just attached to us. We drag them with us. They control how we feel. We remain a victim. But when we can untie that, when we can grant that forgiveness, When we can let go of the anger and the hatred and the need to retaliate, then we move forward. Okay. The wallet's gone. I need to call a credit card company. I need to speak with the hotel. I am not ever going to be unaware or have my purse unzipped when I'm shopping. Sometimes forgiveness is such a process that it just takes years. How do we know when we've forgiven? Sometimes it's like a burden lifted. Sometimes it's a sense of peace. Sometimes it's simply not wishing that person ill. The fourth step. At this point, we have a choice to renew the relationship or release it. We can go back, if we can, to the person who harmed us Sometimes, to keep our lives together, we have to at least try to go and make something new. We don't go back to the way it was. We write a new story. And if it's unsafe to do that, or we can't, We let that go. Amy Beale was 26 years old when she went to South Africa to work to end apartheid. And she was killed in Guguletu, a township in Cape Town, by the very people she was trying to help. Amy's mother and father were overcome by grief, there was so much pain that their beautiful daughter was gone. And they could have remained locked in that grief and anger and pain. But they loved Amy, and they wanted to know what it was about. And so they went to South Africa to learn the fact hear about the Truth and Reconciliation Commission where people came forward and they told their stories and how they felt. They learned about Amy's killers. They were part of an angry mob who had just been at a meeting about a white policeman killing a young black boy in the township and they walked out and there was this white girl. They never intended to become killers. Linda and Peter Beale went on to create the Amy Beale Foundation to work to end violence in Google A2. The Amy Beale Foundation helps people with literacy and HIV education and treatment and after school care for 21 years. And two of the men responsible for Amy's death now work at the foundation. That's a story of forgiveness. We can remain locked in our hurt and pain and anger. We can remain locked as a world, as a nation, as a community, in hatred and violence, otherwise known as eternal damnation. Or we can take out our paper clips of forgiveness and unlock the doors to healing, peace, and freedom. We already have what it takes. Use your paperclip of forgiveness. Unlock a future of hope. Amen.